Hi, you're listening to Oh Hey Heather, Tell Me a Story. Real stories, real experiences, by real people. I hope you enjoy. So, I really want to start having people on here, and I'm always about halfway through a conversation when it hits me. Oh, I should have recorded this because it was such a good conversation and somebody would probably enjoy hearing it again. I know I would. Um, just fantastic people in my life. I'm very, very fortunate to have to have really great conversations of story swapping and getting to know each other better and figuring out your quirks and your whatevs. But these days, listen, these days... I don't know who believes this, who questions it highly, but is still too fearful to not comply, or are just following rules they have to to work, even though they've been working the whole time and didn't have to do it before, but now they do, and uh, be with those you have great relationships with, and seeing like the mask now that there's a mask. I don't know, it's really weird. But anyway, you never know who who you're talking to and people can flip. And all I know is we're, uh, it's all we think about. It's all we talk about. And I'm tired of talking about it. I'm so tired of talking about it. I don't want to talk about it. If you don't believe there isn't a curtain behind the curtain that is orchestrating these things because they didn't get what they wanted and they truly are breaking apart the country orchestratively through their media that they own to fulfill the agenda they want and believe me it doesn't have any color in it I wish we would take race off of everything you're either an American or you're a visitor. And if you're an American and you want to note the culture that you are proud to call yours, by all means, that's awesome. But you don't have to share it if you don't want to because maybe it's none of their dang business. Because the more they know, the more they can do whatever they got to do to keep everybody at the level that they want them in the ladder so that it goes trickles and trickles and trickles down. That's what politicians do. Now, think about the crude businessman who since 1987 has been telling us how badly we are dealing with the other countries and letting them take all of our resources. So, I want to talk about other things. I've decided that it's all we hear about. It's everywhere we go. I'm not getting on Facebook I don't even want to post this on there. And it makes me mad that I have to, but it's like, that's what the crowd is. But then you're there. And you're still utilizing it, and you're still giving them your information. So I'm trying to not. Because they're all in on it too, by the way. I haven't ever tried to put anything out there that wasn't to try and find the majority of rational people and come together to make this all stop. Because it's literally probably 5% wreaking havoc, consuming every day. And I know you're like, but I want to be informed. Well, there's a lot of things we're not being informed about that are just as important, but we consume all of this. It's like, we're to a point now, two months in, give me a five minute update. Tell me how shitty and stupid and 
imbecilic and dumb it is. Tell me what you're doing to fix the communities that actually need it because, come on, we all know what the answer is. So just because they don't know what the answer is and they're fighting for the wrong problem, they're still trying to get to the answer that we all want. So let's go ahead and just start making that answer happen because we know it's oppression, it's zip codes, it's lacks of funding and education and support and I mean, come on. There's a reason why people are still buying tents at the level they're buying tents. It's because they need their homes. So um, I just want to put all of it behind me so that, but then again, I feel like compelled that if I don't say anything, because I'm not saying I am mad or upset with anyone in between that has claimed their side, yet do nothing to contribute to it are just doing it based on what information they have had to make that decision. So if we can decipher that information in ways that, like, like I would love to go to court, you know, like legit court with legit people who follow it and are passionate about the side that they're on, even though they're totally wanting, some people are just getting way too aggressive about this. And it's like, look, just because I don't get you or what you're trying to say because I have proven facts that validate why that is not accurate in any way, shape, or form. And it usually has to do with values. You'll notice <clears throat> they don't have necessarily a crime because let's be honest, most of the things that people are accusing people of don't get punished by crime. So we just have to decide we don't like him because we have judged his character and it's not good enough. So anyway, um, if I did that for every person that I'm kind to or nice or working with or a part of or, you know, I don't know. People do messed up stuff. <laughs> um, I've seen stuff though. Whoa. <laughs> that's um that's tied to the Democratic Party and a lot of politicians, maybe both sides. Who knows? I bet Trump knows. It's probably wise. Anyway. I keep saying I'm gonna quit talking about it. But anyway, I wish I could get into a court and room and debate this. And then people who are in the middle really don't wanna be violent, don't wanna be aggressive, realize everyone's intentions are in the right place. It's just been fueled by the wrong reasons. And let's talk it out so that we can, you know, show it. Because at the end of the day, if you leave and you still tell me I'm full of crap. And I haven't at least made you be a little more considerate when you read a headline and nothing else. You know, it's just the headline. No one clicks to read more usually unless they do. And they're like, oh, it's so... I'm Sometimes I'm impressed because I'm like, you know, I always struggled when I was hiring writers because people don't get it. They don't get writing and I find it absolutely simple and I just know that that's something in my brain it's not anything special or different it's just like how someone can naturally play baseball or someone can you know um so many talents that people have that I don't know how to do but other people just pick it up and run with it and do it and that's kind of how it was something you like so you do it since you're young and then it becomes great or the mean baton too. Um, 
I was thinking about, instead of talking about all of it, oh, to end that whole courtroom discussion part, though, what I was thinking was, I would say let's do that, but in the meantime, we should be having every single law student in this country right now getting a case that is questionable, that has resulted in someone's life inside of a cage, and determine whether or not there was actual evidence or if it can't be tried and get them out as quickly as possible. And I don't know how to do that, but I'm sure there's a way. And I mean, their degree depends on it. If you can't get this guy free and you really believe in your heart he's free, then maybe you shouldn't be an attorney. Then we could have like cases like go and in the meantime, you know, lawyers have to pay into this thing called like IOLTA or something. It's where like a percentage of their fees goes to this nonprofit thing that then helps fund cases by people that cannot afford an attorney. So it's a pretty cool thing, but it's just like, to me, one thing, because the, the whole thing with like positions that can put the fate of others at jeopardy or like set free like if you have the power to affect someone's life that can actually lead to their future doctors um cops um teachers like i don't know um you know what i mean like positions of influence where like you can military um anyway for some people, they start to, they build this, especially if they already had it, a little bit of it, you know? I don't know. They come, come and came. No, nowadays it's not the way it used to be. When I was a kid, you had to vote on them, and it was like a typical 80s, you know, Molly Ringwald type guy. You know, those kind well, you know, they, there's this power and they may or may not make the best decisions. However, if they must do acts of compassion annually for their, or whenever their licensing and stuff is, kind of like how at my job, one of my requirements is I have to serve a board somewhere for a nonprofit so that I'm involved in something else to keep me like seeing people struggle and the way they get through them and stuff helps. I think it helps me learn a lot for being in banking and stuff. But anyway, I think lawyers should always have to have, I don't know, is it one per quarter? Is it one per year? Depending on the severity of it. But I think they should always have to take a pro bono case that is freeing somebody that was put in there and it being like, Oh my gosh, how did I not see you in this file cabinet of millions? But, or how many ever is it? Is there half a, half a, I don't know how many, there's too many, way too many. We have the worst, there's, you know, I've watched one, there's like this series about prisons. I don't remember which one, I know there's several, but it's one where they go to uh, all these different ones around the world and they go to one and I'm so sorry to the, upper Europeans, but it's, it's either like Switzerland or Sweden or Finland or something, but they have this prison 
that you're treated like humanely the whole time and it, it ends up being like a uh, halfway house. Now, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Like, it's debatable, but most of them rehabilitate. Most of them still don't ever leave. I mean, they're still there forever. But they have a... Uh, for many of them, it's almost therapeutic. It may be the most normalized, like, experience they've ever had. And there is a worse place for violent people that are just like, there's nothing they can, you know. And they know that if you mess up here, you go there. So there's usually no crime or abuse or, you know. So I don't know. I I was fascinated by it. I think it should be looked at. Especially if they're nonviolent, you know, at least it gets them out of there while you're trying to figure out whether they should be there. You know what I mean? Kind of like a... I don't know. These are, the trans- these are the ways I think when I see somebody tearing down an Abraham Lincoln statue. What? You know he was assassinated, right? In the theater by one of those fancy three-namers. What was this guy's name? Booth? John Wilkes Booth? Look at me. You know, kind of like how James Earl Ray killed somebody and blah blah. I know it's going down rabbit holes, but I listen to so many podcasts all the time because I'm everybody's always alone and you're commuting and blah. And they talked about that whatever M thing, whatever in the 60s where they were using psychedelics and mind control to CIA like figure out people they get them to do whatever you want and then like they don't remember it and then they were talking about this guy that like was a normal guy married and everything and then all of a sudden he like took a little girl and like raped and murdered her and everything and his whole family work life people were like what the heck and he has no memory whatsoever I don't know no idea those are just things I hear on the radio whatever but when you put in those probabilities you're not saying you believe it but you're saying it's a probability because you've seen so many movies and things and you know like you know they what their potential is so it's not really out of a realm of disbelief to hear something like that so you're like okay I mean I'll put it on the shelf just you know keep that in mind if something weird happens like because everything weird happens all the time so you're always like oh let me reference that document back from 16 i think there's some type of connection oh yeah blm anyway i'm scared and i'm mad that i'm scared because i i'm scared that we are going to stay divided and ruin Like, if this effort wins, I don't know how anyone that with a rational, working, tax-paying, grew up with it all your life, and don't know any difference to how everything is now, all of a sudden, when 
we had eight years prior to that of someone who is black. And we have officers murdered who were black because they're race traitors. Really? Listen to yourselves. That's insanity. That's racism over the other side. Like, upside down. We're in the upside down. We're in that strange show. I'm like, what? Wait, what? Okay. Then you're a race traitor. Because you're acting like an idiot. I don't know. That gets me... And then I was thinking about that. It's like, here I did, I just raised my voice. I just raised my voice, but I wasn't trying to yell. I was trying to show that I'm usually a talker, and when I raise it, I'm freaking serious. Like, come on. This is our, this is our freedom. You guys are risking global proportions. It's like, it's like the earth has to spin at this certain speed and you guys are on one side rocking it. Like, look at me. Yeah, look at me tearing this shit down. Yeah. I don't have to wear a mask because that virus doesn't exist anymore. Or it's not transferred this way. We've been dicking with you the whole time because everybody hates wearing masks. Everybody hates the distancing. Everybody hates these rules. Everybody hates the way service sucks. It's like everybody got three months off and they're like, oh, you want me to work again? Okay, well, um, yeah, I'll be right back with that ranch. Not. I'm scared. Just like I'm on walking on a drawbridge with the kids in Anquista, whatever, in Gatlinburg a couple weeks ago. And... I saw the way they shake. Like, no one was being rude and, like, wobbling it or shaking it or jumping on it. But it, because people were, like, in the masses and wanting to go through these drawbridges, because like, it was, like, these treetop whatevers. And to make matters worse, this is what is so funny about how they let this happen. Half of the, the treetop bridges were down because of something that happened or something they have to be repaired so there's only five of them and there's no way out so then you have to take them back so not only do you have like all these people and a line you stood in for 20 minutes to get to go but you had to walk across these five draw bridges and everybody it was like eight per bridge signs and it was like bruh, 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 bruh. I'm like F this. I did two. I turned around and went back. I was like, I'll be at the bar. Literally. And their Trulies were six fifty for the big can. So I was like, that ain't bad. But anyway, that's what's happening right now. And I'm like, why? We don't have to do this. Let's let doctors speak. Let's let people dealing with it on the ground speak. Because I have stories, you know? I have stories where people who buried their loved one that died 
checked coronavirus because they legally they had it. But it was these other things that got them. And believe it or not, some are like, like led to through depression and diabetes and heart conditions. Now they're talking about the kind of, um, oh, whatever, ACE inhibitor heart meds that those somehow are interacting. And I'm like, of course they are. This is all pharmaceutical driven. It was, it was what nearly proven. And then it had to be stopped talking about that. It's probability of coming from the Wuhan lab is highly likely because of the, the process to which, I don't know, like they've some studied researchers, professors have said this. And they're not saying that the intent was to get it out, but that somehow it did. So I'm not trying to say, oh, this is another conspiracy because you could go there. But I don't feel like I even need to go there. I think we can just stay out of physical health of what these people are trying to do. We'll go back to like destroying statues, making everyone hate each other and cover their faces and wear masks all the time so that they can, according to some medical professionals I've spoken to, it allows your vapors and that moisture and everything to just like lay in there on your face. And you like when air comes through them because they do I mean cloth even if it's a double layer cloth or a triple layer cloth you can say it all day long it's still sh shooting right through there because even a triple it's still got the big enough hole for this tiny molecule to go through they're telling us to wear it because we are protecting ourselves from them so or no the other way around that, that we're protecting them from us so like medical professionals, they wear a mask to protect themselves from you because you're contaminated, you're sick, you're ill. So they have to wear these masks that allow them to be protected so that they don't get what you got because they have to keep working and you don't. So that's why those N95s work because what they're doing is they're expelling their air. So their air is leaving those holes. They're doing that to keep that build up and everything from happening anyway that was their design so if you're wearing one of those in public if this theory of what they're telling us to wear them for is true you're literally expelling your cuties out into the world in nice little sprays from the masks mind-blowing right so we're wearing cloth ones Fauci said we should have been wearing them all along. The reason why he lied was because he was worried that we would hoard and steal all the PPE like we did the toilet paper. You do realize that's why... Anyway, that's another theory. I don't need to go there. So we were all like, oh yeah, I get it. I understand. No, because we're not wearing proper PPE or whatever. Anyway, the things that we are wearing in public is basically like wearing a flag on our shirt to give a nod to the military to say, hey, yeah, we appreciate you, okay? By the way, do that, please. Start wearing American clothes. It tells them you approve, but you're not fighting or mean or being rude, and you're probably kinder to the people in the stores you're in, you know, whatever. So we're wearing these masks, but in real essence, these things are making it worse because 
you're sitting there with all your moisture laying all over your face, soaking in the virus, laying in your nose holes and just, you know, pores and, and then the people that are wearing the proper ones are blowing it out. So do you really think that if we feel fine and there's nothing wrong with us that we have a high risk we still are at risk of giving our sickness to you? So we have to wear a mask because if we don't wear a mask we're just vomiting all over everybody. We're just bleh all over them. I don't cough. I don't sneeze. I barely talk or even open my mouth because we don't socialize anymore. I mean, who does that? Um, people without masks do. But anyway... At least, I'm sorry, I'm still reflecting on my Gatlinburg trip because now I'm back at the real world where, you know, we're all civilized and we do it. But that vacation was awesome. And we are fine. You've not heard one word from there, have you? Nothing. No, it's fine. Because we don't talk. We don't say nothing. We just go about our business. We don't want to ruin it. If you told me from May 1 that by me wearing a mask I'm protecting myself so if you don't wear one you're just risking yourself so you're going to have to sign a waiver that says if I get the virus I'm going to have to pay for it I'm going to have to use my sick time you know what I'm saying? Like, at this point, most people probably secretly wish to get it because then you can get a two-week-off vacation. And rumor has it that if you don't have any underlying conditions or doing those certain things, you can be over it within a week and only two or three days are laying around watching movies. I don't know. I'm not saying it's not bad. I'm not saying people aren't dying. People are dying all the time. They're... There are people dying everywhere, every day, and it's going to get worse because there are people that are sad, depressed, anxiety, um, cancered, and don't even know it. Missing elective surgeries that really aren't elective. It's kind of like, get it out of me. Um, dying in hospitals with no one by their bedside and sitting at home crying because their spouse of 45 years is in a hospital and they have to be in the hospital, but you can't be with them. Until the day they die. Then you can say goodbye. Grandparents in nursing homes that have to wave through a glass window. Who don't get any human contact other than somebody wiping their butt and putting them back in bed. I thank God for the place my grandma Viv is at. I'm telling you, this is another business idea. If somebody would want to invest in me, learning and understanding how to put together group living instead of nursing homes, because I feel like it's the same thing as the processing plants. You need to just have, you know, 
regional localized processing of the meat that's in your area or you know if you have big i don't know but that way you can contain contaminants in a better way versus all those huge open floors of everybody like not to mention that sadly the people doing those jobs these days are immigrants because none of us want to do that Ugh. and usually have to live in sub like you know over occupied tight quarters not very nice you know the the cheapest they could find like I feel for that that's not cool and that's why immigration is a problem because it is for them in many cases that's better but in many cases it's not I and living near Japanese-owned companies. And I talked to them, and I know that for a while, probably the better part of a year, maybe, was it two years ago? I think it was 18, 17. And I don't, I don't know what they're doing now. I haven't even spoke to them in this long. This is me pulling something off the shelf, like a nugget, like to help me in my mind process why I feel this is not correct or right that we're doing this. They would have their, uh, a guy, a recruiter go down to Disney World one week a month and work with this, you know, lead Venezuelan who would help contract for good money, um, people coming over and word spreads. So what they do is they would apply for a tourism visa because they're going to go to Disney World. They fly over to Disney World. They, um, I don't know if they let them go to Disney World or if they just say they're going. Like, I would hope they'd, like, let them at least, like, chill and do that for a few days. Because then what happens is, is before they come back, they go, oh, sorry, I'm claiming asylum. And as soon as you do that, you can no longer go back. So they're literally making the decision. Law, I mean, degrees, uh, professionals, um, people like me and you that just, you know, made decent lives and very proud and thankful for what you do have, not rich, not poor, just, you know, can take a vacation if you want, um, and have a decent sized home, nice cars. That's, that's the American dream, right? I mean, I, I don't know that I'm privileged. I started out with a GED, you know, and a baby. So I think I did kind of good. But anyway, say, hey, we're going to Disney World, and then now you're never going back. So could you imagine if you, like, decided to take a vacation? Like, I, we've been to Cancun, we've been to Riviera Maya, we've been to um, Cozumel. I haven't, like, flown anywhere else out of our country, but even if, even if you say... You flew across the country and you ended up... Because to me, there there's so many different... Like, I can imagine the difference living in Colorado to living in Key West to living in, like, um, like up in Maine. I, I feel like those are very different lives. I mean, the same for what we want and who we are and what we see, you know what I mean, like, collectively. But to me, those are cultures also. And that's why I wish we would quit talking about race and talk more about cultures, you know, your African-American culture, because 
it's your history. It's not your legacy. Is that right? Am I saying that right? Like being proud and having those differences is, is wonderful. It's absolutely amazing. And I really think there are cool things that are, I like about all of them. Hence why we all love tourism. You know, we all have traditions, we all have foods, we all have um, music, we all have stories and uh, deep, rich stories about who made us where we are today. And I appreciate all of them. I would not want a world of just same. Like I, I love all the different learnings and history and you know, that's why those movies like I even, I can't believe it, but I watched Crazy Rich Asian and I wasn't going to because I didn't like the way they used their race in the title because that's not something that's equally allowed across all races. And, um, I, so I was like, yeah, but now I'm over it. I'm like, you know what? It's just a culture. It's not a race. So it doesn't bother me. Um, anyway, it was a wonderful movie. But the one thing that I kept thinking about in that movie was, you know, race doesn't discriminate a woman being shunned because of where she came from, not who she is. So that was my whole, like, how were these, like, I'm almost wondering if how many, like, hashtag me too people went to the theater and saw this movie because they heard how great it was. Because it is indeed a great movie. I highly recommend anyone watch that movie. It's very, very good. But it's about, it's Cinderella. I mean, it's the girl that was kept down by a girl. You know, it's Rapunzel. It's, oh. and again, don't say, I'm not saying get rid of Disney. Heck no. I'm saying that's fine because Disney, to me, their intent was not to see the villains putting them down, but to see the heroine, you know, come back. But even Cinderella, look at that. Her stuff is horrible, horrible. But what I am saying is we as women need to knowledge that women keep other women down through jealousy and judgment and I don't know like I don't know why we do it my thing is is growing up as a kid I remember times of doing that and I and I don't know why, because I never felt good anytime I ever, and I don't mean anything like bullying. I, I hope not. I hope people don't ever think I was a bully. I was, I feel like I was more of an isolation person and I lost it mentally. I know that. <sighs> that's history. That's history. That's a story. Those are things that happen. And I don't think we should destroy history. I think we should learn from it. I mean, who we are now is not who we are then. And 
there are shows and, and movies and statues and stories that are horrible, showing what horrible people can do. And we must not forget that. Because if you don't have any knowledge of it, it repeats itself or is allowed to repeat itself. And I don't ever want suffrage like that in, in anyone's life. I'm tired of everyone being suffering. We don't have to suffer. We don't have to have war. We don't have to fight. All of this is manufactured and I believe it. There is so much, like, if you try to learn recent history where you're reading, like, into the weeds of who works where on what board and how, you know, like, the Russians work with the Ukraine and what they do in Odessa and the, how the trafficking rings work and where all these different, I mean, there's, I'm not saying all of these are one thing. I'm saying all these things, like, all these things exist, whether they're connected or not, I don't know, but they exist and they all have similar things about them that make me know that you may not be involved, but you know. So what's the thing you should do here? It's not being quiet and dealing with it. Like if our previous president Obama, who, by the way, I did not ever tear down or rip on. I just hoped the best for him and hoped he did good things for us. That's all I could do. And little to say that didn't happen. Let me just look at mental health funding, but that's another day. I would have thought, it's kind of like knowing R. Kelly's peeing on like little girls. You should do something, right? You should tell someone. You should not profit off of it. You should not talk to anyone else or talk. You should talk to everyone else about it so that people are aware to figure out a plan on how to make it stop. But no. Turned a blind eye for 20... What's 90? 24 years. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I even thought, you know what, I'll give you a pass. Like, Celine Dion, come on, girl. It was like 1990-something. I'm talking, let's just split that 24 years in half and we'll say 12. He had already been doing it for 12 years. So by then, I'm sure people were kind of like, yeah, he's got a thing. Yep, sure does. So let's just look at the last 12 years, okay? So anything post-2008... You know, where he's kind of turning gray a little bit, but the girls still keep getting younger and he's still bringing them around everywhere and taking them to the studios. And yeah. But hey, if we've learned from anyone, we've learned from Bill Cosby. I mean, even Felicia Rashad, whom I highly had respected, said, defended him because of everything he did for African Americans. And he did. That's just it. He did. But my gosh, dude, I can't get, ha no, I wouldn't have turned an eye on that. I couldn't, ugh. I was like, what if somebody in the office were doing that? You know, would you turn a blind eye? Heck no, you wouldn't. You'd be running right down that hallway and you'd be like, beep, beep, beep. so Anyway, I guess that's why I, th I, I don't understand why people don't tell on people. On people. So if you're doing stuff that's like, turn it in. Who knows? Maybe they, I don't know. I don't, anyway, I digress. I digress. So I started thinking maybe I should just improv talk and like not think about that stuff anymore. Not talk about that stuff anymore. And just talk about random things I think in my brain. Like, 
I'm wearing my uh, athletic skorts today with the side pockets in the pants. I wear them all the time because it's basically like you can put your phone in there and your credit card and your ID and you don't need nothing. You don't carry a purse. You're free. And you can, like if you're walking, you can wear AirPods or whatever. They're so nice. They're comfortable. And they hide everything. And they're like tight on your tummy. Yeah. Random shit I think about. Anyway, thanks. And there you have it. Another episode of Oh Hey Heather. I hope it has made you think of a story of your own or how you could relate to this one, or if anything, just something you could enjoy. Thanks everyone and have a great one.